On this episode of the Fifth Estate Podcast, talk about Premier Dan Andrews' uh, court case in Myrtleford, uh, Marty Pakula's um, comments on social media, and a standing ovation for the Chief Health Officer. So, without further ado, let's get on with the show. Everyone, my name is Cameron Blewett, and this is episode 24 of the Fifth Estate Podcast. Uh, coming to you at where are we? Friday, 17th of December 2021. Um, a couple of things I wanted to talk about first. Um, for some stupid reason, I've got no freaking idea why, but the science trademarked uh, says that I can go shopping um, because the unclean are able to go shopping now. Uh, I can go shopping wander around the shops with the unclean and mingle, stand next to someone in Kmart, Woolies, wherever else it is, and yet for some reason the science says I can't do the same thing at a pub. Um, I've got no idea why retail is a safer, uh, sorry, <coughs> non-essential, retail is a um, COVID-neutralising environment, yet the pub isn't. Um, so, you know what, I'd love to see what the science says there, but... Um, so all that is because, uh, the Andrews regime have, um, enacted their new or using their pandemic declaration as part of that. (coughs) Oh, pardon me. Um, uh, no, I just choke every time I talk about that regime. Uh, so yeah, as part of the, um, provisions under the legislation now, every time that they do, um, do an order and all that sort of stuff is that they have to disclose the human rights um, information, medical, uh, you know, all, all this medical information, all, all, you know, a whole lot of bullshit, which honestly I think it's going to be a waste of time. There's going to be less information in that than there is in the Chief Health Office, sorry, in the Minister's Report on the State of Emergency Extension, which um, the 21st still hasn't been tabled in Parliament and it's over a month since the last one was declared. So, uh, you know, I think that this just goes to show what this regime is like. They really don't give a fuck about the laws. They do what they want. They they lie in Parliament. Um, Jacqueline Symes, the uh, Attorney General, uh, has done that. Um, you know, she's used, given wrong information out. Um, you know, is it is it a lie? Well, I think she misled Um misled Parliament, um, which, yeah, um, proving a lie is, is something hard to do, so they mislead. Uh, did she do it deliberately? I don't know. Um, or, you know, so anyway, that bit that bit comes down to the uh, questions during the debate by Melina Barth um, uh, about Section 204 of the Public Health and Wellbeing Act that allows someone to seek compensation for a loss due to a direction given by the Chief Health Officer. Um, the uh, Miss Symes turned around and said, "No, it's never been used." Well, you know what? I I know that that is bullshit um, because I have um, three, two matters currently, or you know, soon to be three matters currently before VCAT around that. Uh, there's at least probably six or eight that I know of, um, similar along those lines that are um, 
that you know that are going through VCAT at the moment as well. So for her to turn around and say that it hasn't been used, um, is she deliberately misleading Parliament or is she just misleading because she's incompetent? Uh, you know, I think that that's only something that Ms. Symes can answer. Um, and if she's the Attorney General and she doesn't know what matters are going through VCAT uh, and what matters, what sections of legislation have been used and have, haven't been used, uh, if she's not aware of that, I think that she needs to quit her fucking job. And, and actually, I'd like to see them all quit. Uh, that, that's a different story. Uh, so, anyway, where was I going with that? Uh, yes, yeah, so wandering around the shops. Um, earlier on in the week, went went for a walk around um, a couple of local shopping centres, and it literally did look like a miserable place to be. No one was happy. No one looked happy walking around. Not that you can look fucking happy out in this, you know, this state of of whatever this is, um, wandering around. And I mean, you know, these um, stores with. These people who are, are being COVID marshals standing there overestimating their own importance, demanding to see papers, you know what, I really don't give a flying fuck whether you believe it's a government law or not. Um, it's up to you to decide whether you want to be a, um unpaid enforcement arm of the government. If you don't, don't do it. Uh, so, and, and this is the thing, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, some of the things like, Far too many of them took what they were doing far too seriously. Um, you know, I, I've seen um, arguments um, that, you know, it, the managers of the store should not have allowed their staff to do. They've, you know, oh, you've got to check everyone's papers when you walk in. Well, if they don't show it, what do I do? Oh, you ask them for it. And, and I saw that a number of times, whether they were told to do that or not or whether they just, you know, went went full, let's just say what it is, went full fucking Nazi on these th- that ability to do that. And, um, you know, it, it is disgraceful. I um, uh, Yeah, it, it it's one of those things. I hope I never, ever see anything like that in this state again. Um, it's just, you know, freaking disgusting. I've seen um, one of the big... What was it a big Adidas store or something? I think it was an Adidas store. Anyway, there's some dickhead on the on the door, uh, checking everyone's papers to make sure that they QR coded in, and then had the little green tick on their phone. Uh, guy walked through, drinking. So, according to the rules at that time, you didn't need to wear a face diaper if you were consuming food or or a beverage. And yet he made this guy stop, picked out. You know, he got this guy. You know, the one with who had the drink in his hand picked a mask out of a box that was sitting at this entrance and he made him put a mask on. Like, really? You know, and oh, anyway, it, it it frustrates the shit out of me and I really hope these pricks in fucking Spring Street pay for it. In November, I hope everyone remembers what it was like um, and, and just makes both the Liberal Party, Liberal National Party and the fucking Labor Party makes them both pay for it at the ballot box because neither of them are fucking competent enough to hold office, um, let alone to pretend that you're, you know, you're that aware of what, what I want that you can represent me in Spring Street. What a, a load of shit that it, that is. Um, you know, yeah, and they they both need to, I think, a big broom, a big bash broom or a gurney or something needs to be taken to Spring Street to clean it out because there's too much crap in there 
Um, and, you know, what was it? The Ombudsman and what was it? IBAC sent a letter to the par- um, to the different parties about what they can do to clean their act up. Like, really? Um, so, I mean, oh, my God, things are just... Oh. Um, interesting time to be dealing with politics here. Um, so, anyway, before I go down that rabbit hole... <laughs> which I do seem to be doing a lot lately. Um, wanted to talk about uh, Chairman Dan's appearance in uh, Myrtleford. Um, for those who came in late, he there was a um, private cr- uh, criminal prosecution lodged in Myrtleford. Um, I can't remember when it was uh, for, what is it, mispresence of treason or some shit like that. I can't remember what it was and something else. Um, so he's, uh, had to turn up, uh, to Myrtleford Court today. Um, so the, the matter would have been dropped by now, um, to do that. So had to go there, um, to answer whether he would, he was never going to go there. It was always going to be some representative was going to go there. Uh, the Commonwealth Department of Public Prosecutions would be there as well because treason is a Commonwealth offence. So they would have been there to take over and make sure that the matter was squashed um, and all that. So, you know what, full marks for the people for doing it. They've, they've got it in um, and, and and things like that. But, you know, he never was. And lo and behold, last night uh, there's a thing in the age that says, oh, he's got to isolate because he was a close contact of a hoity-toity party on the weekend. Like, really? He went to the party on Sunday and only got notified Thursday. Let's say this virus is as fucking deadly as he makes it out to be. There he is. He's been exposed to the virus on Sunday, wandering around for, for four days, possibly infecting half half the state. I mean, not that he does wander around the state because, <coughs> oh, because, um, you know, I don't think he'd be able to show his face in public again anywhere in Victoria. Um, though, you know, the other hoity-toity people, let's say they're, they're doing that, wandering around, infecting more people. That's if if we believe the bullshit that this virus is as bad as they say it is. Um, so, you know what, I think it was always a ploy just to say that, uh, you know, he can't turn up because he's got, um, he's got to isolate because of the, um, you know, because of the, the directions from, from, who is it, Marty... Fowler, um, anyway, whatever his name is, they're all fucking incompetent, like seriously. Um, uh, for that, so, you know, he's, he's got to um, publicly, you know, he's got to isolate. That was all part of a ploy just to not get him to turn up. Um, and then lo and behold, today, oh, he was forced into isolation. He's received a negative test um, after a high society party he attended was deemed an exposure site. Uh, the Premier was tested on Thursday immediately after receiving a text message advising him that a guest at Saturday's party had tested positive for COVID. Um, you know what? Like, who cares? It was confirmed on Friday morning his PCR test had returned a negative result. Mr Andrews began his summer holiday last Friday. It was his first time away since returning to work in June following four months' medical leave. Um, so, yeah, um, you know what, these, these people are seriously fucking idiots. 
Martin Foley, that's it. Um, Marty Foley, Marty F. Uh, Marty F and Marty P, they're both fucking dead shits. Um, and I'm looking at another one. Uh, Andrew Giles, the, the federal member for Scullin. Here he is, big nutting himself. He's boosted now. Um, what's this people with this fucking obsession with this Faustian language? Like, really, boosted. Oh, yeah, I got boosted. Really? Boosted for what? Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Uh, they're all reading from, from the, the, the same script. Um, I, yeah. Um, mm. Anyway, um, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, now, speaking of dead shits, um, now, on Twitter, um, Martin Pakula, federal, uh, sorry, state member for minister for who knows what and everything else, um, made a comment on Twitter. Man, I love Twitter. It is, um, you know, that this is where all the idiots hang out. And you know, yes, I hang out there and I'm doing it for research uh, because it gives me so much stuff to, to talk about um, and to comment on. Um but, I mean, mate, if you're in, que- in Queensland, in Victoria, and you're not following Adam Somurik on Twitter, start doing it because uh, the stuff that he's putting out is just, seriously, man, it is priceless. Uh, I think that uh, when the election comes in November, that every Victorian needs to do their bit to make sure that Somurik retains his seat. Um, I really don't care what you thought of him in the past. Uh, I think, you know, if he is, um, he has um, had a change of heart and he's now redeeming himself, I think he's well worth staying in Parliament uh, because it's the thing. You have a look at, at all his tweets and the the government, the regime, I'm not going to come, it's not the fucking government, it's the regime. The regime does not bite back. and But it's the thing, it's a catch-22 for him. They bite back, they leg- legitimise everything he says. They keep quiet and then it casts that doubt into people's mind about, hey, what if he's telling the truth? Like he was a Labor minister for how long? He knows he's, you know, he's been a Labor player for so long. What if there's some truth? You know, even if there was, you know, 10% or 20% truth to what he was saying and, you know, I, I don't doubt that what he's saying is true because he would have been knocked on the head um, before then and... It, you know, it's the thing is that, you know, follow what he says, what he puts on Twitter. Um, so, but, yeah, it, I think he's going to be a pain in the ass for the government for ne- till November. Um, I think we need to keep him in as an independent uh, and, and do it, especially if the Andrews regime gets government again. Actually, you know, I, I really don't care. I don't care whether it's the Andrews regime or the 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 Andrew Light, Andrews Light regime under Matthew Guy. Um, because it's just going to be the same shit, different bucket. So uh, at this point in time, I believe that we need to keep Adam Somurek in the upper house um, or at least just on Twitter. Um, so now before that, uh, yes, yeah, so um, Marty P, uh, there was a freedom ball in New South Wales the other day. Wow. Uh, and Marty P has done what he did and, you know, 
retweeted or quite retweeted a um, post by John Riddick and said, what a pack of rolled gold dead shits. Now, according to the Labor Party, you know, their standard, if the leaders don't call out what he said that they support it, whether they know about it or not. So by Andrews and Albanese not calling out Marty P's comment about calling, you know, um, two of them are fellow Victorians, um, by calling two, you know, uh, what was it, five or six people in, um, by calling them a pack of roll gold dead shits, while they support that, and if they support a member of parliament calling potential constituents or fellow Victorians that, then that's the standard that they accept. So as far as I'm concerned, that's how they'll all be referred to as. Until the Premier comes out and condemns and actually boots him out of the ministry for that comment, they're all going to be referred to from now on as a pack of rolled gold dead shits. Um, can't complain about it because that's the standard that Marty P set and that's a Minister of State. And if that you know, if that's the standard that a Minister of State ex- you know has set as me, a poor little you know um, citizen of this state, I have to look up to the ministers because you know what they set the standard. So as far as I'm concerned, now they're all a pack of rolled gold dead shits. Um, I really don't care what anyone else says. They're always going to be referred to as that, and you know, might even you know expand that out to um, federal members as well, and you know. Uh, my dear friend here, uh, Andrew Giles, who's a federal member for Scullin, so I'll start on him as well. Um, now, speaking of rolled gold dead shits, um, there was a, um, a, what was it, one of the, the um, PR, corporate PR um, arms of the government, uh, there was a thing that something, some soiree was going on at the Sydney My Music Bowl and uh, Professor Brett, old slugger, was uh, was in attendance and he got spotted and someone made a comment, there he is, and he got a clap and then the cameras panned around to him and he was up on the big screen and the fucking idiot got a standing ovation. Um, so, you know, but, you know, I think that that obviously was, it was a hoity-toity thing as it was a ballet or some shit like that that was there, um, but it just goes to show the... Uh, level of disconnect between the uh, the evil class and the rest of us uh, here in Victoria. Um, I doubt that there's many places that Slugger will be able to go to and get a, a that sort of reception. I think if he actually um, stepped down from his ivory tower and actually missed with us um, peasants, um, that, you know, his reception would be quite different. Uh, but, you know, we know full well that they're not. Uh, they're so, got their heads so far up their own backsides of each other that, you know, they, they would not know what the average person thought. They would not, I don't, yeah, I don't think they'd even be able to pretend that they knew what the average person was thinking about or even um, cared about or anything like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, so where are we? What else is it? Um, I don't know. I think that's that's about all. Um, but, oh, man, you know, it, it's a thing that we really need to start 
questioning the legitimacy of both the the federal and the state governments, um, and even to an extent the local councils. Like you know, I we don't have. I mean, where am I, Whittlesey? Um, we don't have a legitimate government here. We don't have a, a local council at all because we've had we're going to have um, administrators, government appointed administrators. So it's not even a quite unquote democratically elected administrators. It's just someone that the Andrews regime has point, appointed. They're going to be there till the council elections in twenty twenty five, I think it is. Um, so you know, over four years. So I mean, like, really, you know, and and what's the point? Um, so you know, I yeah, we we. They're not legitimate. There's, there's nothing that they can do. Like listen to all the bullshit from Albanese that he comes out with, um, you know, that he, he he's trying to bag ScoMo out as he's a, a prime minister that can't tell the difference between fact and fiction. Well, neither can Albanese because he's saying that his barbecue, the barbecue photo with Dan is as legitimate as a photo of the moon landing. Well, I know, like... Anyone with half a brain can tell that that was a fake photo. Like who goes and sears some steak on a frying pan and then puts them on an unlit barbecue and then pretends to have a barbecue and have them lit? Who goes to a barbecue and stands beside the barbecue in a suit or a jumper? You know, um, most guys that I know that go to barbecues, when you're barbecuing shit like that, you put an apron on because... The fat spits out, the shit spits out at you and so you put an apron on and that's what they have him for. Um, and he's using, you know, shitty um, – Stan and Andrews is using um, shitty kitchen tongs. Like who uses kitchen tongs on a barbecue? Um, come on, seriously. Uh, you know, and like, man, so – there's too much there that indicates that the photo is a fake. The barbecue is is in front of a roller door. Like, really? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, but hey, you know, so let's, let's consider that for a moment. So let's say that the barbecue photo is a fake. Then that means the moon landing is a fake. So what's he saying there? Or let's say for a moment that there's enough evidence that indicates that the moon landing is a fake, uh, the photo is a fake, which, hey, um, you know what? We've only got the word of um, the people who took it um, and all that. So um, from that. Now, I'm not going to go down that conspiracy theory about moon landings and everything like that. And I just think it's a an interesting um, reference that he made there. Because there's this, yeah, I, I just think it is a reference. And he, he's, he, is he dog whistling to try and get people fired up to say, oh, you know what, the moon landing was a fake, so the the, the barbecue photo was a fake. Um, you know what, I don't know. Um, but, you know, honestly, you can't fucking trust any of them. Um, they're all just, yeah. They're all, all the same. The swamp in Canberra and Spring Street needs to be drained and, and never filled up. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so, but that's it. Um, what else is there? I don't know. I think, 
Yeah, I'm not going to talk about AdBlue because, I mean, what's the point? Um, we have the run out in the country is fucked or we've got enough and these places are just price gouging to put the price of AdBlue up, which in turn puts uh, a price up on other, you know, the delivery of products, which in turn puts the price up, up of the products itself, which creates more inflation, which means our dollar gets has less and less spending power and things like that. So, uh, you know, and... You know, I still believe that the dollar is inflation is going to fucking skyrocket. Uh, maybe, maybe next, I don't know if it'll be. Yeah, maybe later on in the year, early, early later on next year, in the year next year, or early twenty twenty three. But yeah, something's going to happen. Inflation's going to go through the roof. The dollar's going to be devalued. Whether that's because of um, the crash of the American dollar. Uh, who knows? It's something's going to happen that that can justify the Reserve Bank turning around and um, you know moving us to a digital currency, because whether you know the, the dollar's that devalued that they create the new digital currency, so we start again. Though anyone holding um, actual dollars might get you know eighty ninety percent on their return on their actual thing. So you know. Uh, um, uh, value, uh, not return. They might get value. So that's you know, let's say you've got you know a hundred dollars and uh, let's say you you know you've got a thousand dollars in the bank. Um, you know they might turn around and say, "Yep, hey, you're under that threshold for whatever it is. You'll get one for one." But let's say you know you've got um, you know enough assets that they call you. Uh, you know they think that that you're the upper middle class. Um, that thousand dollars in the bank, they might only give you eight hundred bucks worth for it. You know, and and that's the thing. It's a, there's redistribution of wealth, and what's that? That's what they want. Speaking of redistribution, now that is something that that has just triggered me. Uh, triggered me, um, alerted me. There, um, Andrew Giles put out a crock of shit um, tweet. I find that tweet. Uh, where are we? There we go. Got a comment on his booster one. I might do that when I finish recording here. Um, he put out, uh, yesterday, Jason Clark, Sally Situ and many community leaders and I launched Labor's second multicultural statement. This recognises community strengths, identifies gaps in government response to the pandemic, in the pandemic. You can read it here. Um, interesting enough, he posted that three hours ago and he's only got one comment. Yes, he's got 34 likes and 17 retweets. But, you know, how many of them are bots? Because um, all 17 of those are just retweets, no quite retweets or anything. Uh, so if you have a look at this statement, it starts off with talking about equity of access to health services is essential in an egalitarian and multicultural society like Australia. Equity of access now we're not talking about equality of access where everyone has access to you know the you know everyone is able to access the same services we're talking about equity of access so that means that particular groups will get better access than what the rest of us do now that is once again creating a two class society or even a three class or a multi class society uh, and, you know, this is Labor's policy. 
an equity of access. No, not a quality of access where anyone is able to do it. Uh, equity of access. And, um, you know, it's, the, the, and, you know, it goes on talking about um, crap that happened in this and, and trying to blame the, the ScoMo government for it when, you know, in actual fact, everything to do with this Wu flu is the responsibility of the states. Uh, the only thing, I mean, you know what, there's, there's nothing that says the states had to wait for the Commonwealth to buy the jabs. Why couldn't the states go out and negotiate directly? which I think they could have, uh, and taken the Commonwealth right out of the picture, but they didn't because they wanted a scapegoat. Uh, this, so it comes back down to it now. The response to the jab is being, man, is being managed under the states and territories public health legislation, not the Commonwealth Biosecurity Act. Now, that could be because in actual fact the Commonwealth has no constitutional authority to deal with many matters of um, public health Matters of quarantine, yes. Matters of public health, no. So that could uh, call into doubt, uh, or the legitimacy, call into doubt the legitimacy of the Biosecurity Act. Now, just because the Constitution says uh, any um, uh, conflict in in legislation that between the Commonwealth and the state, the Commonwealth is the default one. Just because that the Constitution says that doesn't mean to say that that automatically applies because it only applies if the Commonwealth has the ability to pass those laws in that. For example, um, uh, what are we going to talk about? Postal and telegraph. Um, that's something that's the responsibility of the Commonwealth. So if the state created a um, you know, um, state postal authority or, or you know, Victoria Post, Let's call it that. Uh, and something happened. The Commonwealth could turn around and say, "Well, you know what? No, you can't because hey, we've got constitutional authority." If there was a um, something that conf- that was caused conflict between an, the Australia Post Act, uh, is there an Australia Post? There's bound to be an Australia Post Act, uh, and uh, you know, let's say the Victoria Post Act. Well, then the Australia Post Act would would win because that's the one that the Commonwealth has the constitutional authority to pass legislation on. Um, so there's that. So, you know, everything is the fault of Stearman Andrews and, and Marty F and Slugger as the chief health officer. Uh, it, it's all their fault. It's got nothing to do with the Commonwealth. Nothing whatsoever. Everything's to do with the state. So, you know, this is the thing is it's gaslighting, dog whistling, every fucking thing that you can think of because these people are just idiots and they're morons and yet they expect us to give a one next to the box that has their name on it and give them another, you know, couple of years in Canberra where they can just continue to bullshit us and continue to come on with the the, the crap that they're doing now. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, it's going to be interesting. Um, so I might leave this one here, um, otherwise I'm just going to keep rambling, rambling about all sorts of stuff. Uh, something that I do want to talk about... Um, Probably I'll try and get one done tomorrow because it's Friday now. I'm going to see if I can get some episodes done for the weekend. I want to talk more about um, how a um, free market anarchist response or libertarian response to the regime would be uh, and, and how that would be different to what we're doing now. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend 
to give the modelling by the, the various um, doomsday uh, scientific institutes. I'm not going to give any uh, credibility to their work because I think they've just fucked up right from the start. They've failed uh, and they've caused too much fear and everything like that. Uh, so it'll be based on the actual numbers that we've seen and using those numbers to talk about future numbers because that's what we can do. It's not modelling where we guess this and guess that. Let's just go with what we already know and then use that to predict what may happen in the future. So uh, I'd you know, have a bit more of a discussion about that because I, it's the thing. I, I want to see more people becoming aware of the, the, for want of a better term, the libertarian side of things uh, and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, I think the conservative side of politics is just gone um, there's no conservatives anymore. The Liberal Party is definitely not a conservative party. National Party is not a conservative party. Uh, so we need to be looking at rebranding and uh, and doing something different. Uh, you know, ultimately, I'd like to see government gone. Um, you know, uh, anyone that wants a government, you know, piss off to another state, go move in WA. Let's just keep Victoria as we can um, under, you know, f- within the Constitution, not saying that Victoria... Um, secedes from the, the Commonwealth or the Federation. Uh, just, you know, I'd like to see Victoria become a genuine self-governing state where, you know, the, the government has an overarching thing, just make sure that our rights aren't infringed upon and we do all the rest ourselves. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see that um, for that. So, you know, I, I, you know, just give some thoughts on my thoughts on, on how we could manage it and how future things like that could be managed and all that sort of stuff. So, We'll try and get to them over the weekend um, and from there. Now, school holidays start today, so I'm not sure whether future podcasts are going to come out early in the morning or I will do them later on in the evening. Uh, I'll just have to wait and see how time goes and, and everything like that. So but anyway, um, thanks for listening. Uh, this is episode or was episode 24. You'll find any show notes or anything that I'm um, waffling about. Uh, at the fifth dot estate forward slash episode two four. Thanks for listening. My name's Cameron Blewett, and I look forward to having you join me in the next one. Bye for now.